0: you and we are here to give you the glory and honor and we surrender one more time Lord we bow down before your presence and we tell you how beautiful you are how wonderful you are that you are Lord our goal in life the objective of our lives Lord you the destination of our lives Lord in heaven you Lord and we love you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, sweetheart. That was a beautiful, beautiful time, worshiping the Lord. Praise the name of our Lord. We are continuing studying the series Bridge Builders, and today we are going to study the part number two of this study, and it's interesting. Remember last week I told you about this particular company, Architectural Digest. They selected the 17 most beautiful bridges in the world. I gave you four last week, and this week I'm giving you the next four. The first one is Puente Subizurri in Bilbao, Bilbao, sorry, Bilbao, Spain. The second one is the Manhattan Bridge in New York City. The next one is the Sheik Sayed Bridge, that is in the United Arab Emirates, it's a beautiful design, I like it very much, and uh, the last one that I present to you is in Budapest in Hungary, and uh, the name is Senshi Chain Bridge, it's a very interesting design, as you can see, we talked last week about how the Lord reaches out, right, how he is building this bridge of communication between us and him, right, So today I'm going to give you a beautiful scripture as well. And the scripture is in Matthew chapter 6, verse 21. Your heart will be where your treasure is. You know, my friends, one of the trickiest parts of life is to decide where is where you want to go what is what you want to do with your own life. When when you are young, you just want to explore things and you really don't know exactly what is what you want to do with your own life, right? And then you become an adult and you are trying to figure it out, and sometimes we are old and we are still thinking, what is exactly what I should be doing, right? (laughs) Well, the thing is, money could be a very attractive seduction for many, but the problem is you will find eventually that money is like a serpent. It's going to bite you. It's not a good idea to dedicate your life to make money. I'm not saying that you don't need to work and be productive and the Lord doesn't want to prosper you. It's not what I am saying. The point is make sure that your heart is not in money because your heart will be where your treasure is. Well, some people say, well, I don't, I don't need to, to make money to be happy. You know, I can be happy and content regardless. And uh, well, but w- what else can I do then? Well, you need to find what is what the Lord wants you to do with yourself. And then you need to invest time studying your skills. Where is where you are really good at? And in that way, you will provide something to the community, Right. Speaking about the community, I'm going to show you this other bridge. This particular one is located in Boston. It was designed for four architects. And it's my pleasure to tell you that one of the architects is a gentleman, the name is Rosales, and he was born in Guatemala as well. Beautiful bridge. And uh, speaking about building, I I want to share with you four principles today about what is the, what could be the best way that you could lead your life if you are interested in building something for your future, right? If you want to build something for your future, the number one step is defining which is the objective. Again, people think, okay, well, what I want to do with my life is to make money. I want to be a a millionaire, I want to have this amount of money to can do I can uh, buy these things and buy these other things and do this with my life, right? I said earlier to you, you have to be careful with that. But you need to define what is the objective. Whatever you are building with yourself for, for your future, what is the objective? So let me give you examples, the things that you could do. So for instance if you are a professional in any area you should think okay well my objective will be to become a very efficient and productive professional that through my occupation I could provide I could provide excellent service to the community Well that's a lot of words what are you saying What I'm saying is if you are going to, if you are a professional, aim in the direction of producing something that the community will appreciate, that you will become more and more effective doing what you do. That is a great objective in your life. You will work for one company and then because you know what you are doing, you will be promoted and you will growing and prosperity will come to you sooner or later. But if that is not your case, if you are just uh, someone that is not necessarily a professional person, but you work for a company, simple like that, right? And you say, you know what? I, I I never went to great levels of education. I just work for a company. What I know to what to do is just to work. So what could be my objective in life? Well, what about you being a, an excellent employee for that company? That your company will depend on you rely on you that could be an excellent objective you see it's not that it's money what you are looking for but you just want to work and cooperate with your company so in that way you will become reliable dependable and a very important key in that company that could be another objective if you are an entrepreneur you could think Well, what is my objective? To make money again? No, no, no. No, no, no. If you're an entrepreneur, what you need to think is, what if your objective could be providing an excellent quality service in whatever is what you do? You see? Because when you provide an excellent service, your customers are going to come back to you. And then you are going to build something that has good objectives, good goals, and that is the first thing that you need to think when you are building your life towards the future. Let me read for you some scriptures that are in Matthew chapter 6, verses 31 through 33. Don't worry and say, what will eat, or what will we drink, or what we will wear? That's what those people who do not know God are always thinking about. Don't worry because your father in heaven knows that you need all these things. What you should do, what you should want most is God's kingdom. And doing what he wants you to do. Then he will give you all these other things you need. So regardless if you are a professional, if you just work for a company, or you have your own business, the Lord Jesus told us, do not worry about those things. That is the difference between believers and unbelievers. You know, the the person who, who has no faith, all that that person can count on is what that person can touch that person is constantly checking, what is the balance in my accounts? How, how much do I have now? How many hours have worked? How much profit I'm going to make? It, it's always controlling, controlling. I want to know what's the balance, how much I have. What, what, is, what is happening behind this individual? This person is having anxiety. This person is not trusting in the Lord. It just wants to control the situation. It's, this is not exactly what the Lord wants for you. If you are building your life, if you, want to have to, if you want to have a wonderful life, watch out about worrying for stuff. If you are a professional, you just need to be concerned about providing a great service for your community. Right? Right? Your customers are going to come if you are doing the right thing. If you work for a company, you don't worry about if they are paying you this, if they are paying you that or this or that. Just do a good job for the company. And if you have your own business, the same thing. Go the extra mile. Do the best that you can with what you have. The Lord is, what, is who will bless you, really. Instead of being concerned and worry about things, just trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. You have a good objective. Now, trust in the Lord. When you are building your life, you are aware that you need individuals around you, right? You cannot do it just on your own. There is no way you will do it just on your own. And I want to, I want to tell you something. People know when you are using them. Your customers know when you are just using them. Your family, your friends, they know when you are just using them. Your coworkers, they know when you are using them. People feel it. And they feel very uncomfortable. You have to understand that. Participants in your life, individuals that are around you, they're not stuff that you can use like a chair or a shoe. I personally have lived that experience and unfortunately that experience happened not just in companies but also in ministry. People hiring me, inviting me to work and serve and do things together but you know what they never cared about me. They were just interested in using me for their own convenience. That's why you need to hear this teaching today. Be careful. Do not make that mistake. Do not try to use people just to go up and get where you want. No. No, 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 no. The participants of your life, they are individuals that you need to treasure and value and care for and help the ways that you can. The ways that you can. You know what the scripture says? The prophet Amos chapter 3 verse 3. Two people will not walk together unless they have agreed to do so. They have agreed to do so. So if you are doing business with a customer, you need to come to an agreement with the customer. What are the conditions? What do you expect from me? how much this, How much this will cost you, when I will finish that, right? If you work for a company, you agree, you sign a contract, they give you the conditions, etc. So there is a need to think before you commit. Because if you commit, if you if you give your word to do certain things for others, you're not doing this for money. We agree on that, right? We already get rid of that thing. It's not for money. You want to do it because this is what you like to do in your life, right? Okay, but you agreed with something. You must do it. That's why before you agreed, you need to think about it. Think about your schedule. Think about the strengths that you have. Think about your availability, if you are equipped, if you are trained, if you are licensed, if you are certified, whatever. Think about all those things. And when you are sure that that is the right thing to do, and then you commit. Because in life, you will find people that will tell you yes initially, and then they disappear. And you don't want to be that kind of person. You don't want to be that kind of person. You want to be the person that is reliable, dependable. Because if you do that, people will come back to you. Customers will come back to you because they like the way that you do things. Right? Your friends will come back to you when they see, see that you do what you say. You see that? Nothing like that. Now, once you know what how you want to build your life for the future and you you have your group of people around you, that they will be uh, your helpers, people that will work with you, whether it's employees or uh, co-workers or customers, then is when you need to prepare a good plan. Right? Like building a bridge like this. Prepare a good plan. And then you need to get a... Notebook, and a pen, and write. No, I, I get it here. People say, right? Well, some people are good to to remember things, but not everybody. So you start writing your plans. You know what the scripture says? Proverbs fifteen twenty two. If you don't ask for advice, your plans will fail. With many advisors, they will succeed. That means you are going to talk to your friends, people that you consider mentors, people with experience in different areas, and then you get the feedback. Ask others. Hey, listen, I'm doing this. What do you think about this idea? What would you say about this? What do you think about that? I'm thinking of of starting this business. What do you think? You know, I'm working for this company and this is my situation. What do you think? What do you think? Say with me. What do you think? Do do you understand what is the meaning of what do you think? You know what is the meaning? The meaning is a heart that is humble and wants suggestions, advice. But so many people... Majority of people, they don't ask for advice at all. They know it all. Oh, I got all figured out. Okay. (laughs) Go ahead. Be my guest, right? And we know what happens, right? And the funny part is we see the issue before, way before the issue shows up. We know it because we have experience, right? Especially if you are young. It's when you need advice, you need people that will give you feedback. Still today, being myself 54 years old, over 25 years in ministry, still today, I reach out to my mentors in a regular basis to talk about my job, my ministry, still today. Why? Because I cannot see my mistakes I need to hear from some others, people with more experience, with a larger vision, people that are smart, the people that care for me, that they can tell me. Read the scripture. If you don't ask for advice, your plans will fail. With many advisors, they will succeed. That's the key. And of course, then you need to do teamwork. Teamwork is probably the part where most plans fail. The most effective way of having a team working all together is using these four ideas that I'm sharing with you today. Number one, keep good communication with your team. Good communication. Every time you are asking somebody to do something, ask the person to confirm if if this person understood what you were saying, So you get it. Good communication is this person is reaching out to you. You will respond. And here is the heart of the issue is good relationships. With your teamwork, you need to have good relationships. It comes from your heart. You know, your people can tell when when you, the only thing that you want is something from them. People feel it. They can sense it. And you don't want to make that mistake. You have good relationships with them. You should have good communication with them. Meaning you are willing to listen. What they have to say. You take notes. You review all this. And when there is an incident, you will clear it up. Try to Avoid more conflict, right? And how you do that? By focusing on the positive. Every time you're doing something and then you talk to somebody else, listen to yourself what is what you are saying. Listen to yourself. Because a lot of people, they have issues here, they do things here, and then they go to other places, and the first thing that they are going to say is what this other person did wrong, how disappointed it is about this other person, and it is, that, that's wrong. That's not the right way to do it. You focus on the positive. Always focus on the positive. Somebody is helping you doing this. When you go here, you will say, you know that this person did that for me. It was great. You are, saying, you are thinking. But that was one of the five things that I ask. Well, focus on that one. Because that is the key to have your team working well with you. But I'm tired of the four bad things. Yeah, focus on the positive. <laughs> focus on the positive. Especially when you are talking to somebody else that has nothing to do with this thing. Why? Because here is when you are just expressing your real feelings and what's in your heart. The problem is, if you have those bad feelings towards these individuals, if you are unhappy about these individuals, it's in your heart, they will sense it. Eventually, you will not even notice when you say something or do something that people will get it. That's why you need to get rid of all the negativity. Focus on the positive with your teamwork. Always the positive. There are several chores assigned to individuals. Focus on the positive. Oh, thank you. You did this. That was great. Thank you. You do that. Thank you. I appreciate that. And leave it like that. Eventually, you say, I would like to ask you to improve this other thing. You need to think about this. When you are talking to your people, your team, they think they have done a great job. Do you know how I know that? Because it's the way that we all think. We all think that we do a good job. Everybody feels that way. The big surprise is when you hear what people say about what you have done, and they will say, well, it was okay. <laughs> But, <laughs> right? And you're just scratching your head thinking, I thought that I did a good job. What well, you did. You did good. But there are areas of improvement. But if the others are going to tell you right away what is wrong, mm, you, you will not take it right. So you have to find, when you are working with your team, you need to... Focus on the positive. Encourage people for what they have done right. And wait for the right time to talk about the areas of improvement. Right? And finally, get it done. Whatever is what you're going to do as a team, your goal in life, whatever is what you are building, get it done. Try to understand what I am going to explain to you. You have a project, you are building, whatever is what you are building, you are creating whatever you are creating, you have your teamwork, you have your participants, everything is clear, you have a good plan, you have the good talk, you are encouraging people because you are focusing on the positive, and yet the job is not finished. And then you are here by yourself thinking, oh my gosh, this thing is not finished. It's not even remotely close to be finished. Right? You have two options here. Option A is to give up. And you say, this is just too much. I'm not going to do this. Supposedly, we are a team, but it's not happening. Nah, nah, that's too much for me. That's option A. (coughs) But option B is to take the pieces of whatever you are doing and get it done get it done because that is what the Lord expects from us that we have a good heart that we have a good way of thinking that we have good relationships we have good communication that we are positive but also that we get it done Finish it. Put the effort into whatever you do. Stop giving excuses. Stop it. You have to get it done. Because after all, this is your vision. is whatever you are building. So get it done. Is, if, is there any paperwork that you need to finish? Finish it. Get it done. If you need to finish something in your home get it done. If you need to do something with your help, get it done. Whatever is what you're doing, fixing your credit or repairing a fence, whatever is what you're doing, the bottom line is to get it done. And that is your job. Philippians chapter 1, verse 27 Just be sure that you live as God's people. That I will hear good things about you. That you stand together with the same purpose and that you work together like a team to help others believe the gospel of our Lord Jesus. Here Paul is talking to the Philippians, telling them, hey, over all the things, guys, listen, listen, listen. Have a good life, okay? Live as God's people. <laughs> right? This is church, he says. Live as God's people, right? Right? And work as a team to help others believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. That is the objective. You see, that is the objective. He is delivering the message. He's telling us this is the way to do it. Now let's apply this to your life in whatever you are building. In your work, in your business, in your career, you should behave as God's people. Behave in that way, that whenever somebody asks about you and asks for references, and they say, uh, "Can you tell me something about such and such?" It's a good person. It's a a godly person, you know. And uh, you know what? This person used to work with us together, with the same purpose. You know here in the company we sell paper, that is our business, we sell paper and uh, he understood the important thing was to sell paper and uh, when we had trouble with the lights, he helped with the lights but he was uh, aware that we needed to have the same purpose. He was the IT person, he worked with the computers but he understood the objective was to sell paper. Yeah, he was the chef, he was the driver, he was the this, he was the that. But this person had the same purpose. And then, working together like a team. That people will talk about you, that you are a team player. But you know what is sad? Sometimes you go to companies and you see how they operate, is one department against the other department, or one employee against other employee? Is like, they, you know how, how? It's like dogs and cats. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And you are talking about grown-ups. Come on, people, that's ridiculous. Working all for the same company and fighting one with other, that's ridiculous. And the worst part is finding out that there is a believer there and is not acting as a godly person. Better that person is not you. You shouldn't act that way. You should act as a godly person working together the same purpose, working as a team. Because that testimony is what the Lord expects from you. The Lord expects from you a good testimony that in your work, in your school, in your neighborhood, wherever you are, you are good, you are behaving in a way that people say good things about you. And that is the the encouragement that I have for you today, my friends. Now, sometimes we just feel, I don't think I'm there. (laughs) There is so much that I need to grow, right? There is so much I need to mature more. I need to, to change. How can we change, right? That's the big question. How can we change and be different? Is when the Holy Spirit touches our hearts. And when the Holy Spirit is touching our hearts, it's going to guide us to do what is right. We can all say together, right? I am forgiven and saved by faith in Jesus this year, I will become more spiritual. And now let's all together enjoy this beautiful song that Tracy has for us prepared. In the name of Jesus. Thank you. Sometimes, my friends we are frustrated with ourselves and we say how can I be that person that the Lord wants me to be because sometimes we, we, we aim for the good things but and then we see ourselves failing again doing what is wrong thinking what is wrong and we are disappointed we think God is mad at me The Lord is so disappointed because I don't live that kind of life that He He's expecting from me. Sometimes we feel that way, and it's good. It's good because we need to surrender. So I'm going to say a prayer, not just for us here in the church, but also for those who are watching or listening. And if you want to, close your eyes and repeat the prayer that I will say, feel free to do it. Dear Lord, I acknowledge that I am not the person that you want me to be. I know Lord, that I have so many weaknesses. And I feel sad that I still struggle with different limitations that I am not the person that you want me to be yet. But I need you, Lord. And I want to ask you to come one more time to wash all my sins away by the power of the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. I need your forgiveness, Lord, one more time. I need to receive that forgiveness one more time. I need, Lord, your strength. And I lift up my hands right now because I need the power of your Holy Spirit to fill me, to guide me, and to give me the strength. I open my heart totally for you. I surrender to you, and I want you to be not just my Savior, but my Lord. That I will live the life that you want me to live. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, brothers and sisters, for coming here today to the church. And for our viewers, we always encourage you to seek first the kingdom of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. See you next time. Have a nice day.